This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Options now. There we go. We're all recording. We're all good. We're all set up. We can all hear each other, can't we? Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Lovely. How is everyone? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Um... Just was working towards the end of the day, like in the afternoon. Uh, all right, just a little. A bit of the computer, a bit of editing? No, um, actually going out houses. Ah, fair dues, fair dues. Liam, you all uh, you all done and waiting on your results now? That's all we've had this, haven't we? Oh. Yeah, that, that's all I've got left now. Finished school, so... That's not anything to worry about now, so I'm just trying to fill the days. <laughs> ah, fair dues, fair dues, fair dues. That's it, man. Well, I'm glad I can help you fill the hours. Um, I was thinking maybe we can get you both of you back on next week as well, but I'll reveal, obviously, what next week will be about. This week, lads, there's a little bit of news to cover, and I thought we'd do uh, like a squad depth kind of analysis thing with priority points. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit, a bit more about those later. Hopefully you're familiar with priority points and uh, there'll be priority points basically based on what transfers we feel like will be desperate in what positions. But yeah. we'll get there when we get there, lads. We'll get there when we get there. I'll do the inductions um, and we'll do the traditions, I guess. And we'll get on with things. Alright, <clears throat> Maris, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 74. Officially, this is episode 74. We had an update episode last week that might have caused a little bit of confusion. This week is episode 74, and I am very, very happy to be joined by the two gentlemen I call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. We all know this by <laughs> now. That's right. I'm talking about Wills and Liam Denwood. Welcome back, boys. How are we doing? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fine. 
yeah, man. Uh, so we've got some news to cover, um, and uh, we'll maybe dive into something a bit serious. But before we dive into that little bit of seriousness, I've decided to put it in a bit of a compliment sandwich. So, like, two good things in between something negative. And the good thing is, guys, of course, the traditions that we have here on the Blue Army podcast can only mean one thing at this time of the show, and that is the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast. Joke of the week. Right, gentlemen. How? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I've got you. 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 Don't worry. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? Don't know. Oh. Long time of year for trying that out. <laughs> <laughs> you look for the fresh prints. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's Actually, genuine. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> genuine. That's a good genuine. one. That's a good one. That is. That is a good one, Leo. You that's a lot better. Is that, yeah, okay, you get the reference. We're good, we're good. We're starting things off good. That's great, man. But now we're going to dive into some serious news and something that's been getting covered on the radio, in the news and stars, something I've been encouraged to cover here on the Blue Army podcast. And I'm a little bit wary about it, to be honest, gentlemen. So I've got a very sort of um, innocent question, basically, based around this. And you can dive into it as much or as little as you want to. So don't, don't say anything silly if you don't want to say anything silly. Yeah. Basically, gentlemen, there's been an inner conflict within some of these supporters groups at Carlisle United. My question to you, gentlemen, is simple. Would you ever join a supporters trust? Have you ever considered joining a supporters trust? Uh, Wills, jump off, bro. Jump off. Um, I was, I mean, in the official supporters club at one point, but that was before it merged with the trust and became like one thing. It was just like um, a gift that um, I got off my parents for my birthday one year was a year's membership. Um, like there seems to be a lot of infighting going on, not just recently, but it always it it does seem kind of like quite almost politicized sometimes. So I kind of feel like it's not for me, not unless there was kind of like more of a sense that it was just something that, that all the fans could get behind rather than people arguing with different agendas or claiming to sort of like uh, represent the fans. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe some people get into these um, groups to uh, just to be able to voice their opinions. Uh, Liam, uh, would you consider joining any kind of uh, fan group? It's a little bit late for considering because <laughs> I am a member. Ah, <laughs> oh, right, okay. We have a member, do we? Yeah, we're going to say, are you going to tell us which one? Well, the official sports group. And I'll tell okay. you something, it's going to be my last year as part of the sports group. Because I think what's going on there, over over there with the, the fight and between the two organisations, it's so stupid and, like, bitchy. I don't... And, and it's very hard to understand, but all I, need, all I know is that the supporters' trust hasn't done anything useful in years. It's my first year as, like, a member... When the whole yeah. Unite of Fort, Fortuor, or whatever it's called, when they first started up, their main aim was to get more supporters in the trust, which I sort of backed and I joined yeah. because of that. But there is absolutely no benefits to being as part of the trust. You get a weekly letter. Well, it's not even a letter anymore. It's an email now saying what's happening at the club. And it'll just be like, 
here's the updated squad list and there's nothing really you can do unless you sort of are high up in the in the sports trust yeah do you feel it's kind of like a little bit too close to just like the establishment of the club now and um like lesser you know lesser voice of the fans in the you know in the kind of Brunton Park in in the board and stuff like that and yeah yeah there's it's exactly that there's just not enough benefits to being a member like I get more benefits from my season ticket than I do for being a member of this of the trust yeah. yeah and I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat as me where as this season with that whole campaign supporters numbers have gone up and yeah. at the very start of next season they're just going to shoot right back down again because you know I'm I'm going to I'm going to get pelters for this uh, from from the comments but it's <laughs> it there isn't there doesn't seem to be any point in it there yeah. needs to be major reform in that club because in in the sports trust because everything seems to be so outdated like the way they do things yeah none of it's on the computer it's you know a modern trust it should be like computerized digitalized but at the moment you have to send off a letter with your like five pound in the letter like a note yeah um and then in about weeks but it, it's in a kind of like a very old-fashioned way so it's, it sounds like it's almost like it's people cut from the same cloth that are running both the club and the supporters trust that's one and of the biggest it's issues. Interesting, that, yeah, that it's and it's far too similar that, to the club. Yeah, I mean, even when like they criticised uh, Unita Forty uh, R, even yeah, when they criticised like them, they th- their specific criticism was that they didn't think that they that uh, a person from there would get the club and like confidentiality agreement to maintain confidence. It's like it's it's not like seems telling that. You know whether or not they're right about that, but that's the thing that they're kind of like most sort of like bothered about. It's kind of like that they won't come and do it the old-fashioned way, and everything's behind closed doors and secret and bits of paper. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest. That's the biggest uh, issue with it. Um, whereas what needs to happen is you need something opposing the club's decisions and trying to get them back. The right track. And, um, do you think uh, Unit of Forty is helping, or are they still are they focused on actually getting people as being part of the trust, even though they're now actually having an argument with? They did try and do something by putting yeah. somebody in the club, which was denied by the supporters' trust. So what that organisation has done, that United Forty are, it's just raised the issues that people need to be aware of and made people sort of aware of, of what's actually going on in in the sports trust because the sports trust needs to be the voice of the fans whereas now i feel like it's more a voice of the board at the yeah. club itself which is which is a big issue i mean some of the people involved at the top of the supporters trust for a long time i didn't know whether they were employed by the club or the trust you know like you'd kind of like hear names pop up and you'd see supporters trust you're like oh i thought that person worked for the club yeah, exactly. And I think a yeah. lot of them did. Like, I think yeah. there's maybe one or two examples of people that used to be at the club that are now in the supporters' trust instead. Yeah. Which, if you, if Unite of Fort War's main purpose was to replace the supporters' club, I think I'd be able to get behind it a lot more. But it there just isn't enough sort of action 
from at the minute from that whole sort of side yeah. of things. Okay. Yeah. Liam? yeah. I mean, well said, gentlemen. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I don't know if you noticed that I'm like a weird internet glitch out there. Um, so like, hopefully, I mean, like, I got I got the gist of it. So hopefully, I'll be able to ed- edit together enough of that to get to yeah. get the gist of it. But like, thanks yeah. so much for sharing your opinions on it. Um, it does, I believe, involve uh, another media host shall we say and therefore i'm staying away from commenting with the whole thing yeah. altogether um <laughs> but um new signing gentlemen see what i was talking about the compliment sandwich new mm. signing new signing guys we've got a new <laughs> signing to talk about i'm talking about um ben barclay i believe that's how you say it ben barclay um yeah it's just signed today. Uh, this will be going out in, in two days' time. So he's just literally signed today. So we've got a short amount of time to sort of do a little bit of research on him. Liam, you you, you said you heard a couple of rumours about him um, before it all came out. The way it came out has had a little bit of backlash for some reason. Um, on TikTok was the, the official announcement uh, by the Carlisle United uh, TikTok. And there was a couple of comments uh, on social media that were just a bit like, you know, are we starting to take the mick? But now it's just a gimmick, isn't it? You're just trying to get people to go over there, follow yeah. the, the TikTok page a bit more regularly. And there's going to be some people that aren't interested in TikTok that are going to give it uh, a, bit of, a bit of backlash. But anyway, obviously the big news is that we signed a centre-back uh, from Stockport. Uh, and what do we think of it, Liam? Take the lead on this one, mate. Well, you know how I feel about loan deals. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Why are we getting a loan deal from someone in, in the same league as us? It's like when we got Olamola from um, Scunthorpe. Like, the only reason you loan out a player is if, you know, it's one of them loan with option to buy deals like what some of the top clubs do. Or it's because they're not good enough to get into your first team mm. squad. So if somebody, if, if a club like Stockport, you know, are, are loaning out a player, that, and they, and it's not even as if they've they're like one of the top teams in this division. They may well be when the season comes to comes to start, but they're a newly promoted team, and we're getting players on loan from them. You know, the idea of a loan is to send out a player that isn't needed to sort of speed up their development, which you can sort of understand from come from Premier League clubs. I just don't understand it. I'd, I I would have loved this signing. I like, absolutely loved it if it was a permanent signing because he's done great things in the past. Um, you know, Akron, um, when he was at Akron in League One, he played a lot of games there. So he's got that League One experience. He, he comes from Brighton, who when he was there, they were in the Premier League. He didn't play any games for them in the league. But to be in that sort of, you know, it's good pedigree, isn't it, coming from that sort of league? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Stockport have got a lot of money. Stockport have got a lot of money. And that's why I think we're getting it on a, on a loan deal so that we don't have to pay his full wages. Now, something Simo said in his sort of like in the article attached to his signing was that it's a loan deal with a view to something bigger, which I, I don't know how long his contract is at Stockport. I, I'm going to assume he's only got a year left. And what's going to happen is he's going to serve out the year here. And if things go well, we'll sign him on a permanent in the summer. So it's which like is that, what I'm maybe free... thinking, which is. Yeah, he signed a free, he signed a three-year deal when he signed for Stockport. Uh, he only played eleven games and then went out on loan to Yeovil for the second half of last season. Um, and then this is obviously the second year of that three-year contract. Right. Um, Still got so, a year left. Mm. Even at the end of this loan, he'll have a year left exactly. So if um, he's good, Stockport can just be like, "Thanks, we'll have him back now." 
And yeah, that's my I mean, if Stockport go, if everything goes wrong for Stockport and they go back down to the conference, I imagine they'd maybe want to, you know, I mean, keep hold of a lad like him, especially if he has a half decent season. Well, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, or, right. If he kind of improves in League Two as well and proves to be good at this level, they can just say, you know, like we could win the title. <laughs> Knock on yeah, 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 and like yeah. stop, 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 finish mid table. He could be player of the season, and then and they could just be like, "Thanks for that, we'll have him back." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't, we don't know, we don't know the extent of the loan deal. You know, it might be one of those yeah. ones where there is a fee at the end of the season that we can sort of buy out, and and that's kind of mm. set at a price yeah. now rather than set at a price at the end of the season. So um, maybe more about it will come out. Like I said, the transfers just came out today, so we you know we don't really know the yeah. full extent of the ins and outs of it. Now, like I was saying, it's a, it, he signed that three year deal last season for Stockport, and only played half a season for them. Went out on loan, uh, played a lot of games for Yeovil, still at conference uh, level. Uh, he played a lot more games at Yeovil in the second half of the season than he did at the first half of the season for Stockport County. Um, he looks all right. Like, he looks all right on paper. Like you said, Accrington, Stanley, League One, Brighton, that that that, that, that kind of standard. He looks a good build. Um, you just you just wonder what's, what's kind of gone wrong for him at Stockport County when they at first fought so much of him to give him a three-year deal, you know what I mean? Like that, that, That's one of the curses of having that much money maybe sometimes is, you know, you, you, you bring in these players from League One by offering them these longer-term deals with the yeah. decent money and that security, you know, and they're interested more in that if it's closer to the doorstep. Um, yeah. Wills, what are you thinking? Is this, is this a, a first choice, second choice? Is this, you know, as far as centre-backs are going, there's, 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 there's love for it as in, in the comments as much as there is doubt yeah. over it. You know, there's some people saying that he looks like like, you know, if Simo can turn round, he's a League One centre-back, you know? Yeah. I mean, at the same time, if we get someone of the sort of quality of, of Simu, then he's not, you know, then Ben Barkley's not getting a look in. So, like, we're, I, did, <laughs> I did think we could... I did think we could... I mean, he, he's not going to... Um, I'm maybe kind of, like, assuming too much of what sort of quality he can bring, but I can't see him outdoing Morgan Feeney. So, like... Um, I thought we could do with more experience at centre-back, but it, other than the fact that he has these years playing at a higher level, I mean, he's, he's 25 and he's come from a lower level. So, like, um, it, it's not really what I had in mind when I thought, you know, looking at our centre-back options, we were a bit light, but still Feeney's good, uh, Mellish might be good, and... Um, if we had like an experienced head in there as well, like a Reese Bennett, then you know that might kind of finish off our sort of recruitment in that area. So I didn't really have in mind the sort of player that Ben Barkley is, just experience-wise. Yeah, I, I feel like you know, it's, it's a bit of an empty vessel player maybe at the moment. And if Simo can and sort of like work on him, then like I said, he's got that like and like like you said as well, Liam, he's got that League One. Uh, experience and there's no reason he can't get back to yeah. that sort of level again. I believe he's another player that Simo's worked with, I think. All right, okay, okay, okay. Um, but I don't know I if mean- I... <laughs> It's a cloudy one, isn't it? It's a cloudy one. Obviously, obviously, it's it's one of those ones, like you're saying, if we bring in Simeu again, then he's not going to perhaps feature quite as much as we think he is. But maybe we'll get on to talking about formations and stuff um, a little bit later on. In other news, Carlisle United had their first pre-season friendly. Liam Denwood, you were in attendance, sir. So you're our little reporter on the (laughs) ground for this one. Me and Wills have just recently watched the highlights of the game. Um, The goal scorers in 
in the game. Sorry, the result was uh, 5 1 to Carlisle United. Goal scorers in the game Edmondson, Gibson, Balodo is like a second year uh, youth player, and Dennis yeah. scored twice. Um, 1,040 people in attendance for the game, an absolutely fantastic turnout. Yeah, on, awesome, um, what was it? What was it? What was it? What was it like, mate? Uh, what was the atmosphere like? What was the weather like? Uh, you know, what was it like? How much was a hot dog and chips? um yeah it was it was a weird one because there's only really like one sort of small area of seat in there so everyone was standing like around the ground i I thought it was brilliant because there was a nice mix of sort of like people from penrith who would come to see a professional team and actual carlisle fans there was a lot of like i saw a lot of the new shirt which was nice but it was it was a nice atmosphere I didn't get any scran, so I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't know how much it was. Ah, but, uh, come on. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game. <laughs> uh, I mean, th- was it a good run out for the team? Was it worth it? Were the trialists impressive? Did anyone catch your eye in terms of that? There was obviously a little bit of a buzz. There always is a buzz when there's trialists on the pitch. Uh, well, the thing is with the trialists, they've all been released this morning. Yeah, all of them, all of them, mm. which was. Look, the keeper trialist, he had one shot to deal with, which was sort of a, a, a low, not very powerful shot, and he let it in, you know. So I'm, I'm not so sure on him, but he wasn't really tested after that. So, you know, you can't judge a keeper off one shot. Yeah. Um, but the, the trialist that improved me, there was one at right back, which yeah. who didn't have a lot to do. But the one that impressed me was um, he played in the first half because they fielded two different teams in both halves. The midfielder. But I suppose it's not really that worth speaking uh, about because was the one wearing number Zach Clough yeah. world class. Yeah, was the one wearing <laughs> number twenty six. Twenty six. That's the that's one. The yeah. one you think? Ah, oh, yeah, because he stood out a bit in the highlights. So yeah, he, he was a decent player. But yeah, do we know who he was? No, I think he, I heard he was he was from Barnsley uh, uh, orig- originally, but that's all I know about him. But it doesn't really matter now because no. they're all <laughs> gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it they're all gone man they're all gone but you know in terms of a run out and in, and in terms of like a Cumbian football really good right 5-1 to Carlisle pre-season two different 11s playing 45 minutes well there's still substitutions as well I think Gillespie came on for Gibson or something like that towards the, or Bell came on for Gibson towards the end of the second half or something so you know a lot of players getting a lot of minutes there well worth the run out and uh Go along to the next pre-season game. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, I think the <laughs> next one at Brunton Park is Bolton. Is that the next Bolton, one at Brunton Park? Bolton. That's Bolton. The one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that'll that'll be all right. And then Bolton aren't what they used to be, but you know, yeah. like oh, that'll be all right. You know, that'll be all right. It's, it's all right. It's not Newcastle. You know, it's a, not a player not, in. Uh... Yeah, a player in the uh, Penrith game that really impressed me and obviously it's Penrith so you can't judge players too much of it you know I remember thinking Tristan Abrams was the next big thing last season at Penrith <laughs> 7-0 but, but, um, but a player that impressed me was uh, Owen Moxon like, he, oh, nice. he looked every bit of quality like if you've seen his pass for one of the Christian Dennis goals it, it, it looked like do you, do you know the famous um, Dennis Burkamp goal where the commentator's going Dennis Burkamp where it's like a ball over the top <laughs> And he, and he takes a touch and like just puts it past the keeper. Oh, yeah. It was like a carbon copy of that with Owen Moxon's ball over to Dennis. Dennis takes a, a high touch and then just taps it past the keeper. It was unreal, but the pass from Moxon and he was just playing them passes like yeah. they were nothing, like just long balls over the top that were just inch perfect. It he, he, he looked like 
he didn't look like a player coming in from yeah. Scottish League Two. He looked like maybe like a Premier League kid we'd we've got on loan or something like that. You know what I mean? That sort of quality. But I was very impressed with him. He he, he looked every bit of of quality for us. Decent man, decent. Uh, what was what was yeah. the sort of formation? So he looked like uh, quite oh, a creative sorry. player then. Christ, I sit around on the edge of the Penrith box for pretty 90 minutes, except for that one chance Penrith got at the very start of the second half. But I believe we had three centre-backs on. It was it was very much, there wasn't, it's hard to say, a 5-3-2, I think it was meant to be on paper. But it, it was very much a 3 Four, three, something like that, something along them lines, with the wing backs really just on each at the end of the box. It was, it was a very good attack and formation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like we'll go on to talk about some what the formation is looking like and how that kind of affects the the squad depth going forward and into next season. The the last news story, gentlemen, that I'm going to cover here is or the unfortunate news for Cumbrians and Carlisle United fans in terms of the finances uh, for the club is that Dean Henderson has gone on loan to Nottingham Forest, which means no money, no money, no. Money. Um, it's it, it's just the worst deal possible for Cumbrians, isn't it, yeah. mate? But it, it, can can you be can you be happy for Dean Henderson? What, what do you what do you think, Wills? Can you be, can you be happy for Dean Henderson? Like you know, this doesn't well, look I good, does it? Like, like, he can wind down his contract quite easily now, yeah. can he? Yeah, I think we were, like we were talking about him last time, and I think to an extent, Manny have held him back quite a lot because he's wanted to do other things, but every now and again, they just kind of like have him sit on their, you know, be their third choice keeper for a season or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or even second choice, but not actually getting any football. <laughs> I mean, at least at least something was coming in for us, I guess, you know, selfishly, yeah. but, you know, in terms of like how it affects the club, Liam, how do you feel about the whole Dean Henderson situation? Well, it's not very good for us, is it? it? Obviously, but I think United are just an example of how not to run a football club. Man United, like some of the, they can't get deals done properly. They do everything wrong, and it, you know, which I usually find absolutely hilarious because I've got Liverpool fans in the family. And, um, <laughs> I, I, I love seeing United do quite shit, but now that it's affected me, I'm starting to feel the frustration a bit. Yeah, it, it, there was every chance of them selling him to Newcastle in this window. There was every chance. And they've decided to keep him on loan for another year just for apparently no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it's exactly the same as what they did a few years ago when they sent him to Sheffield United. Like he's already done that. Why not cash yeah. in on, on him now? On him now, Dean Anderson's a brilliant. Uh, not Dean Anderson. He is a brilliant goalkeeper. But David De Gea, he's never going to get past David De Gea in the pecking order because you know De Gea just seems to have like good yeah, year. After we found good out year. recently that well, I found out recently that De Gea is still only like thirty or something. So. Yeah, yeah, he's not like coming towards the end of his career or anything like nah, that. Nah, it's not and over for him. I've heard no. rumours about the dressing room of Man United that Dean Anderson's sort of been a bit of a leak to the media um, and, and that he's got in a bit of trouble there. So then I don't think he's going to have a career at Man United. Um, so just let him go. Stop yeah. shitting about with this deal, Man United. Stop, <laughs> Just stop being an awfully run club for five <laughs> minutes and get Carl all that money like we deserve. <laughs> Yeah. It's mad. It's mad what they do over there. Yeah. We deserve something for giving you a number two goalkeeper for so many years. We definitely do over at Carlisle United. <laughs> right, lads, the bit of fun that we have on today's episode is the uh, our squad depth 
priority points game thing that we're going to do. Basically, we're going to take a deep dive look at the Carlisle United squad, every position. We've got priority points, okay? You can give three, two, or one. You can give either of those just once to every position on the pitch. Do we understand this, gentlemen? So you give one, three, one, two, and one, one? Yes. Okay. And at right. the end of this, we'll have a little tally and we'll have a collective poll then of who all of us think the priority positions are on the pitch, basically. Yeah. We got it? Yeah. Okay. Nailed okay. it. Awesome. Right. Sorry. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought like, you know, I, I could barely get my head around it. But yeah, here we go. I mean, we'll, um, we'll find out soon enough. If we'll find out if we've got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, everyone's got points to give away, you know, and yeah. um, like we'll start off with the goalkeeping position. And I'm going to tell you all the goalkeepers that are basically signed up to professional contracts at the club. Yeah. And uh, if you feel like you want to give priority points to that position and you can give priority points to that position and tell us why mm. or why not, basically, guys. Yeah. Um, so obviously, first position on the team sheet is normally the goalkeeper and uh, we're going to start with the goalkeeper because it makes the most sense and the goalkeepers on the book right now are Thomas Hoyley, Gabriel Breeze and Scott Simmons. Gentlemen, I, I, I think we're pretty much covered in this position unless we're going to find loan deals for both of those youth lads. I don't want to give away any of my priority points just yet. I'm not saying I'm not going to though. Um, <laughs> he's never going actually, zero for everything <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh yeah before we run out of positions obviously I'll have to sack him some yeah. priority points away and the way I've got Liam it laid out so we've got a settled squad we've got everything we need <laughs> yeah 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 but we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes and we'll explain uh, a little bit more after we do the goalkeeper as well um, so we've got yeah Thomas Hoyley Gabriel Breeze Thomas Hoyley yeah Thomas Hoyley it sounds weird coming off the tongue for some reason yeah, Hoyley Thomas Holy, 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 Thomas Holy. Check, so maybe it's pronounced holy, somewhat I different. I don't know. I'll yeah, check. Who Good old Thomas, um, Gabe, and Scott. Um, they're they're the goalkeepers on the books, gentlemen. And like I said, I I'm pretty I'm pretty sure we're covered there. Um, Leah, what do you think? Do we need to bring anyone in? Uh, it depends how much you rate Gabriel Breeze because. You look at the squad numbers, and I, and I read far too much in squad numbers. I think you know, <laughs> I look at it and think he's been given that squad number, so he's going to start. But you usually give your second choice keeper the number thirteen shirt, and that's what Gabriel Breeze has been given. And I don't know if that means anything, but to me, that that indicates that he's going to be the second choice keeper, and that Simor does believe in him somewhat. It could be an instance where, like when Jared Brandwitz first broke into the team, where imagine Thomas Hawley gets injured. You put Gabriel Breeze in there and he starts playing absolutely brilliantly. You've got a good new youth prospect. And that's how them youth prospects happen, usually. So I, I don't think it's um I don't think it's priority. So uh, so do I have to give it one to three, three being the highest priority? No, 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 you only get zero? one yeah, you can get you give it a zero. Yeah, you've only got one free to give away, one two to give away, and one one to give away for every position. Uh, on the okay. So if you all don't right. feel zero. at all like this position needs it, you can give it a zero. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um, zero. Wills, zero. how are you feeling about it? Um, pretty much in agreement with both of you. Um, I don't. I'm, you know, like, I wouldn't exactly say that we had the position sewn up, but I wouldn't prioritize it because we've got <laughs> one. We've got one experienced goalkeeper and two and two young prospects. 
And I would kind of like to see one of those get a chance if it is Breeze, maybe, because kind of this is how you this is how you find out if you've got good goalkeepers. It's kind of like you know this is like how how people like Mike uh, Mark Gillespie got started with us. Um, I think Ken Westwood was maybe only twenty, which is still young for a keeper when we signed him, and you know just kind of like having that chance in the team and proving yourself. I'd quite like to see one of Breeze and Simons be able to do that, maybe. Well, that's it. They have to get out of each other's way eventually, don't they? There needs to be, you know, some some more minutes being played on the pitch. There needs to be that development and the opportunity to at least see if that development's even there. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, we're all in agreement, gentlemen. Um, to be fair, I got really excited to start this little uh, game and unfortunately yeah. forgot to ask a few more questions before we could establish a bit more about it. Now, the formation obviously might affect uh, the squad depth and at the moment I've got the categories broken into just midfield and just attack but I've got right back centre back and left back midfielders and attack because I'm kind of thinking it's going to be like a four three three or a sort of like a a five at the back with the two wing backs that bomb forward and the three centre backs that stay there with maybe two in the midfield and then three playing up front because I feel like Simo likes playing three up front yeah Yeah, so it'd be used as part of the attack yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all fall, yeah. fall under the attack and the midfield all sort of like fall under yeah. the midfield, and as the it were. midfield, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does get a little bit it, it does get a little bit murky. But yeah, they're the, they're the parameters that we're working with. Are we happy with that? Is that okay? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And the next thing, gentlemen, is that we've got two players on the books that we can arguably put in a couple of positions on the pitch. And obviously the obvious one is John Mellish. Uh, we've got to decide... What's John Mellish's position on the pitch before we can decide on the on the squad depth necessarily? Um, where, where are we putting him? Where's his priority position? Obviously, we can mention him as a said as, as another role, but where are we thinking Mellish is going to be playing next season? Uh, uh, Liam, what are you thinking there, man? I don't think we need to define him. I honestly, don't. I think because <laughs> um... look, in his time here, he's played fullback, centre back, midfield, and striker at one point. He's like an even better James Milner, you know, that just plays every position whenever he's needed. I don't think you really need to um, find him a one position. If you're going to like, you know, if, if you're on football manager and you need to write his position down, you maybe put centre-back. But I'd, I'd, he, can, he can fill in in any position at all. Whack him in net. There's, there's, your backup, there's your backup goalkeeper. There's your backup goalkeeper as well. Will, are you feeling the same way about that? Are we going to keep him uncaged? Are we not going to cage our Melly? Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of a free roaming Mellish, but yeah. also kind of like if pushed, <laughs> free range Mellish. Kind of have him down as a centre back, like he takes one. <laughs> if you know, he has to take up one of the slots in the formation, and I would have him kind of be looking at centre back because there's also the argument that Chris Lumsden always makes that he he plays better when everything's in front of him because he's not always the best at looking over his shoulders. Yeah, I feel like he does play best as a centre-back and, and and at the moment that position does look a little bit light on the pitch, especially if the idea is to play like a flat-back three with those bombing forward, wing-back, wing-type players. Um, so, yeah, we're going to two-to-one gonna two to one out vote you, Liam, and we're going to put Mellish as, as a centre-back because otherwise it'd sound a little bit like this. At right-back, we could have Joel Senior, 
Jack Ellish or John Mellish and at centre back we could have do you know what I mean it's going to get a little bit silly eventually um, so, <laughs> so we've defined that one but the other guy is uh, Corey Whelan is it at Simo I'm not sure where's where does Simo think Corey Whelan's going to play is he a midfielder to Simo is he a right back is he is he a centre back where's where's his priority position going to be next season Wills what are you saying on this one um, it's it's hard to place Corey Whelan because you kind of like I feel like we, you know, we haven't got onto right back yet, but I don't think we need another right back unless it's an emergency. Um, centre back is that his best position? Um, he seems to be kind of like not quite made a position his own, and the other one is kind of like centre midfield. Um, looking at the centre back options we've got available and the midfield options we've got available. Um, Unless he can do much better in midfield, and you know he's not he's not done bad in midfield on occasions, but not consistently. But unless he can do a lot better as a midfielder, then I'd kind of just see him as another centre back. Yeah, I think that's fair, Liam. Yeah, I I definitely wouldn't put him in midfield. I think I'd define him more generally as a defender. You know, and I I, I wouldn't put him on the left back either. I think he'll either be right back or centre back. If I'd say one, I think you know he's always been a centre back, so probably there is his preferred position. He's vice captain, so he's got obviously got some leadership skills that uh, Simo has recognised. Whether they'll kind of like uh, prove important to his game this season, we'll see. Because I think yeah, Callum that... Guy's still going to be out at the start of the season, maybe. Yeah, well, he got injured in that oh, friendly crap. at Penrith. He came off injured, <laughs> Callum Guy. So, yeah, <laughs> it's one thing yeah. I forgot well, to like, mention. Yeah, Callum Guy uh, came off injured in the first half, very early on. Yeah, I mean, Whelan started that like, captain when Callum Guy got injured halfway through last season, didn't he? And under, um, God, what was he called again? Oh, was it under Millen? Millen, yeah, that was it. Under Millen, yeah. Like he's like mm, captain. Like, he, he was probably the most impressive player for a while under Millen. Like, he definitely sort of like. Mm, he had his spells. He did have his spells and it was mainly under Millen that he had them. And he, then he just kind of became a bit part player for Simo, filling in certain parts. And um, yeah, um, so we've established the boundaries, gentlemen. We have the uh, the foundation for the rest of the team. So we'll move yeah. on to the left back position, which is uh, recently had an addition made to it because it was looking a bit lonely. Uh, we've got Jack Armour and we've got now Mike Killethby, who signed his first ever professional contract. Um Simo's obviously impressed by him and um, he hasn't acted quickly to find a left-sided player um, to come in at all during, during pre-season. I don't think I've heard of any left-sided trialists at all. Um, but there we have it. Um, is it a priority for you, Liam Denwood, left-back? Is it at all a priority? Would you bring someone in? Uh no, I don't think so. I think Jack Arm is probably the most valuable player we've got at the club at the minute, and I, I can't see him getting displaced anytime soon. And obviously, with that new young player coming in, I think you know it. No, it's zero, zero for me. Yeah, do you think Max is coming in to play back up? Yeah, well, he played against Penrith. Um, I wasn't massively impressed with him, but obviously, it's just one game. Uh, if Simo thinks he can do something, then I believe in him. And obviously, Simo's known for bringing through youth players. So I think that's maybe why backups across the pitch are going to be filled by them young players now, like like we've already discussed goalkeepers, now left back. And I'm sure we'll talk about Jack Ellis. Um, 
you know, them young players come through. Taylor Chart is another one, maybe a bit uh, more senior than the others, but I think he is going to try and focus a, a lot on, on youth players. So, yeah, left-back, zero. Yeah, fair dues, fair dues. Wills, what have you got for left-back? What are you thinking? Is it at all even a slight priority for you? Um, well, I didn't realise that Max Killsby was a left-back. I just knew he was a defender. So I, I was a bit concerned when I thought we had only Jack Armour. But now I know we've got Jack Armour and Max Killsby. Um, now, again, it's one of those things where it'd be lovely if if a, a good experienced option came in because it seems like we're lacking experience everywhere, but not enough for, to say it's a priority. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give away my first ever priority point. To be honest, guys, I'm gonna give it away. Yeah, I feel like somebody needs to be challenging a little bit more for Jack Armour. And the reason I'm giving it to left back, I mean, there's already like five other positions on the pitch that we yeah. can give it to. You know, uh, so you got, I've got to start giving them away eventually. And I'm thinking, you know, that sort of Ian Hart sort of like type of experience left back that can cover the centre back position. If we don't get round to signing more centre back coverage, you know, we can stab out two birds with one stone with an experienced left back who maybe because he's a bit slower can drift in to that centre back position and, and help us if we get some injuries there. So I'm going to at least put a one next to left back for me. Um, centre backs guys, the boys on the books. We've obviously spoken about Ben Barkley, and uh, we've got Morgan Feeney, we decided also on Corey Whelan and John Mellish. Um, I mean, if you play in the back three, that's looking a little bit thin, isn't it, lads? Um, Will, what are you thinking for this one? This, this is a priority, and how, how much of a priority if it is? Um, so I started thinking about this before we signed Ben Barkley. Um, but I've already kind of said about what I think about Ben Barkley and what sort of player I wanted in this position. It was a high priority for me, even though Ben Barkley isn't really the sort of player I was hoping that we'd get. It does kind of move it down the priority list a bit. Um, I'm going to put this one in at... What are my other things? I'm going to put this one in at two. Still, give this a still, tour. still fairly high, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midway, you've given away your twofer. Uh, Liam, how are you feeling about the centre-back position? Once again, we've got Ben Barkley, Morgan Feeney, Corey Whelan and John Mellish assigned to those positions at the moment. Yeah, I'm trying to decide whether I give it a two or a one, but it's definitely up. Um, I'm going to go with two as well, I think. Would I think you... you do need the sort of, you know, Gary Liddell coming in, um, not now, but when he did come in, that kind of yeah. signing, uh, you know, Anthony Gerrard, Tom Parks, that kind of like experienced centre back that you have there, just for, for well, for the rest of them, because you look and it was one of our biggest problems last season. You looked at um, we were playing a back four of like Whelan, um, you know, Feeney, one of the youth, Simeu, and then Roberts at left back, and you you would notice that there would be like ten uh, league goals. At ten league appearances between them, I think that's my pigeon. By the way, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the listeners out there, Will, well, you probably heard Will typing, and he and he said on the on the group chat, can you, can you hear a pigeon in the background somewhere? And yeah, as you've heard, Liam Denwood's thinking that's his pigeon. I looked over my shoulder. No, it definitely is my pigeon. It definitely is my pigeon. <laughs> Is it? That's nice. That's nice. Is he trying can to get we, his own can we sort of um, 
because I'm in my loft at the minute, so there's only a very thin layer between me and the roof. Uh, <laughs> you leave fine. this in or cut this, but I'm just going to like bang on the roof. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Get out of here. Get out of here, you pigeons. Get out of here. Oh, I don't want to bang too much or I'll get a water leak. I was going to ask you, Liam. <laughs> um, would, would you also have, have um, ranked centre-back differently if uh, before Ben Barkley signed? Yeah, that, it would have been my free yeah. before oh. that. But And if it had been a permanent, I think it would have also been different. Yeah. But I, do, I don't like these loan players because I don't think they give their all, except for the very rare exceptions of Simeu and maybe Jerry Yates when he was here. Yeah, I can't think Thomas of any loan players that kind of they don't give care. their all. Yeah. Madison. Yeah, you get the odd one. Mm. But most of the time you get yeah. like, and, and it's no disrespect to these players, yeah. but like Roberts... O'Hare, them sort of players that you have yeah. clearly got something, but they don't give the role because yeah. it's not their club. And I feel like we could have a similar situation with him. Uh, he could prove me wrong, but yeah. yeah, I think we need one more, just more like an older, experienced player, like yeah. what Webster was when he what Webster was meant to be when yeah. he came in. That sort of experienced player, Clint Hill. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good old Clint. Hill he's still That's fit enough to play. Oh yeah, it yeah. I, I maybe it's... wouldn't take him now. He was always fit as a fiddle, even at forty-one. I'm sure he'd be fine. I'm sure he'd be yeah. fine. Right. I think I, I think I shot my load a little bit too early by giving my one to left. I've since looked. I've since looked at, at right back, and I've since had a little thing, and I've rejigged a few things. And I'm actually, I'm going to give centre back. Are you taking your one. one back? I'm taking oh, my one back oh, off left back, and I'm giving it to centre back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it it's, it's my podcast I'm doing it um, it's happened and that's it um, <laughs> so yeah I've taken it off left back I'm giving it to centre back just a one though just a one because yeah. I feel like um, uh, there's other places on the pitch that are just a little bit more of a priority basically I agree with both of you both of you have made really good points but my other two are maybe now in my mind after looking at the right back position, which we're about to move on to and I'll carry on talking about, um, looks a little bit more precarious after looking at it a little bit more, being sat here looking at them a little bit more. So, yeah, that's a that's a big result for centre-backs, though. A big result for centre-backs on the consensus. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's a little bit thin on the ground for centre-backs and, and, yeah, we need to add to it. The reason why I've changed my mind and I'm going to give a two to right back um, is for similar reasons that I gave a one to left back, but I feel like it's even more of a priority in case everything goes wrong again. We don't know if Joel Senior is going to turn out to be the kind of player that gets injured for long-term injuries next season. It might be one of those, unfortunately, that we just end up losing him for a couple more months on, from his way back from recovery. And, uh, you know, Jack Ellis is somebody that's not played man's football for an extended period of time. And there's a chance that he might get hurt and he might get injured, um, you know, getting you know so many games games back to back to back to back and being the only right back in that position and being his first season in the game so I feel like it is important to bring in somebody of real quality in that right back position and right back's almost a glorified uh, luxury position as it were there's a lot of right backs that float around on the free agent market is what I'm trying to say and uh, I feel like we could get ourselves a really good one uh, like a league one standard right back for this level who's, who's just a bit more proven you know somebody that's just done it a little bit more and um, yeah, I feel like it's more of a priority in case everything just kind of goes wrong at right back. You know, that could very easily crumble our whole defence if, if those two kind of fragile, to me, they feel fragile, you know, the uh, the two right backs that we have uh, end up getting injured or something happening to those guys. Le- uh, 
Wills, Wills, how do you feel about uh, right back? Um, kind of similar to the way I felt about left back in that I feel that um, the, the the cover that we have is it is lacking a bit. It depends a lot on kids. Um, we've got Cody Whelan as an option at right back though. Um, and it seems was like he a good right the, back though. Like was he a good right back when he played right back? It seems like over no. the last. No, he wasn't. Was he? He had a couple of kind of like had um, just a string of kind of like standing right backs. Uh, Danny Devine would stand in. Um, Joe Riley was not, you know, it wasn't his best position. Um, but we seemed we seemed to just have a string of midfielders who could, or, or defenders who could jump in at right back. Uh, I think Aaron Hayden even, you know, going back a couple of seasons more, would kind of step in at right back. Yeah. So... It, it would be good to have like proper right backs. Um, I don't know how much of the start of the season seniors going to miss, but um, October is meant to be back. Yeah, so as things start, that's a lot the, of games. Things like you know, the yeah. season kicks off at the end of this month. Yeah, so as mm-hmm. things stand, we start the season with either Ellis or Whelan, or it turns out to be um, a backup role for some of the other players that we've got, but um. Or, but I mean, we could be playing with wing backs, in which case, in which case, it might seem like um, more of a thing that you can see Jack Ellis doing. You know, less mm. pressure on him than as a fullback. I don't know. Um, priority points, Wills. I didn't give it any priority points. No. No, no, you're not giving it any. No, 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 Liam. I'm going to go the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to go with all three. Oof. 30 points for right back, which is a big difference. But starting the season, we don't have a right back at all. You could argue Jack Ellis, but you know you can't just have him. Joel Senior, I've said in the past that I rate him very highly, um, but he's going to start the season injured. So at the minute, we don't actually have a senior right back, which and it's a very important position on the pitch, especially if Simos want to play with them wing-back positions. So I think you know, you get an experienced one in now as a priority position. And then if, because as well, for coming back from a long-term injury, Joel Senior, there's no promises he's going to be the player he was when he got injured. That's it's, it, You can't just throw him back in immediately and expect him to be a really good player with no backup. You know, I, yeah, I, I would have right back as my priority. And Whelan, I don't want him anywhere near that position. I want him at centre-back, if anything. But yeah. I, I don't want him anywhere near right back. I remember going to the games and seeing him at right back. He would come far too narrow. He just wouldn't. He wouldn't come wide at all when he was at right back, and that was his problem. So you could you can tell where his position was because we would always play with a Jack Armour out wide on the left, and then three centre backs with no right back. You know that's that's, that's what we'd have because he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't come wide enough. But but yeah, no, I don't want him anywhere near right back. And yeah, all three priority points for me going in there. Big. All right, all right. Two big hauls back to back for centre back and right back as we move on to the midfield, which is absolutely packed, lads. Um, I'm talking about Callum Guy, Taylor Charters, Owen Moxon, Brennan Dickinson, Jordan Gibson, Sonny Hilton, Lewis Bell. Josh Gib- uh, Josh Dixon is injured, but you know he's still signed up and he could still get introduced to the first team. And you know, big question marks around Jamie Devitt as well uh, and what, oh, what, yeah. what might happen with him. So ten, him. 
10, 10 midfielders training with the club. And like we previously discussed, lads, if we're playing that kind of three up front, two in midfield, three across the back with the two wing backs kind of formation, there's only a position for two midfielders in the team and there's already 10 training with the club. So um, for me, it's not a priority is basically what I'm going to carry on to say. Um, there's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of lads signed up and unless we end up shipping some lads off and I don't feel like we're, we're lacking quality necessarily, it, it, you know, for those two positions or three positions, I feel like there's a lot of options there for us and a lot of versatile options. And uh, yeah, I'm quite confident in midfield. Uh, Liam, what are you thinking about the midfield? Yeah, I'd maybe like to see one come in, um, but nothing too major. Um, yeah, it's not a priority point whatsoever. I think Josh Dixon, it's not even worth mentioning him because he's out for the entire season. And even if he does come back in at the end of the season, I don't think he's good enough, um, which is a bit harsh. But I think injuries have sort of ruined the start of his career. And I think he needs to leave for his own good as well as, uh, as, well as the clubs. But apart from him, you know, we've got brilliant depth there. We've got obviously the lone lad, Sonny Hilton. You know, I'm not a big fan of loans, but I think he's a good player. He's one that excites <laughs> me purely because I had him on Football Manager and he was an absolute beast. But, um, <laughs> did you sign him on a yeah. Football Manager? It, it wasn't with Carlisle, don't it? Ah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, look, I, 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 I'm, I'm all happy with midfield. Maybe one experienced player coming in, like what Dean Furman was when he came in. But apart from that, no, nah, we were all sorted. That's not a priority for you, mate. Wills, what are you saying about the midfield? Well, when I kind of looked at it, I only had four players on my list of potentials that could play in midfield. And I was kind of thinking of it as it being more likely to be three-person midfield just because we've done that so much in the past few seasons. So I just kind of went with that assumption. So because I was looking at it as, okay, we've got three positions to fill and we've got, Callum Guy, Owen Moxon, Sonny Hilton, who I felt was a bit of a unknown quantity, and then Taylor Charters, who needs to have his standout season. And so, like, mm. I hadn't kind of included Dickinson, Gibson, I'd barely included Whelan, and um, I kind Did of John like Mellish on his day? half included half included oh, yeah, John, I, I, I half included John Mellish, but it still kind of seemed to me like there wasn't a three there that we needed an experienced person. And mm-hmm. um, what I'm saying is that's why I made that three. Oh, you've made that three? Yeah. Ah, you've made that a three. Right, okay, dude. Okay, yeah. Your, so obviously view, off- your view only does change because, you you know, if you look at it as four players in three positions and all of them are under 25 so, I mean, well, you know, when you kind of like start it off by saying there's like 10 players going after two positions, that no, made, I mean, me, the... made me feel like I would sound a bit foolish. Well, no, like, yeah, obviously, that's, you know, that's why, that's why we debate and, and, and talk about these things. And you know, you've made a good point. Like, you've made a really good point. Yeah, like, out of like I agree, we'll be a midfield three, by the players. Way. I'd like to see someone experienced come yeah. in, like a proper experienced battler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's plenty of time for it, plenty of time for it as we move on to now the attack. And I feel like we all have some priority points left uh, for the attack. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do, right? We all have yeah. some priority points left for the attack. Yeah. And yeah. Um, for me, it's a free. It has to be a free um, mm. because that's all I've got left to give. 
so I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to give it a three and I'm going to have to make a very excited argument about it. So I need a couple of seconds to think about the argument. So I'm going to let Wills uh, tell you his priority points first. So uh, Wills, what have you done for uh, attack and why? So I've given attack, if you've, everyone's probably already worked out, giving it my one. Um, yep. And particularly, I wanted that to be aimed at a left-sided wide player because we've got some decent looking options. Um, I don't know how like Edmondson looked um, on uh, to you against Penrith. Oh, sorry, I'll go. I'll go through. I'll go through the attacking options quickly. Oh, sorry, I skipped that yeah, part. Yeah, I've done it for do everything that. else. Yeah, Toby Show Silver, Kirsten, uh, Christian Dennis, Omari Patrick, Ryan Edmondson. Big question marks around uh, Abraham's and obviously Sam Fishburn as well. Yeah, and that lad that played against Penrith, that new young lad, uh, Balaldo. Ah, that's the, the youth lad. Yeah. Okay. You could mention so, him. You could mention him. Not, yeah. a, not a professional contract. So, looking at those players, um, we have a, a, perhaps a bit of a not that much choice over on the left. It's kind of sort of, oh, not necessarily over on the left, but left footed because we can kind of like switch the position of the wide players, which kind of like most clubs ourselves included do. But even so, we've only really got Brennan Dickinson, I think, as a left footer. So, mm. whereas the, I think the rest are all right footed, um, or at least the wide ones of the rest. I don't know about the likes of Dennis. Um, yeah, I think Dennis Silver. is a bit of a two-footed striker. Like, yeah, but I think Patrick, Patrick's it. maybe left, isn't he? Is he? I thought he was right. Maybe he is left. He maybe he is, but he plays on the left. He anyways. can play that's on the left. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not taking yeah. off. Well, yeah, so exactly. He probably, probably kind of like with his left. Yeah, I mean, that's it with wingers. You do like um, either the left footer on the left and the right footer on the right, mm-hmm. or you can kind of switch them around and you do it during yeah. the match. because when they, Yeah, you need one of each, yeah. You know, whether they can kind of cut in or swing in. So, yeah, yeah, no, I was kind of like thinking, you know, there's still something we could do, even though it looks like we've got plenty of options. I kind of imagine that Abrahams is probably, if if someone comes up to us and says, we want to sign him, we just need you to agree to cancel his contract. And Abrahams was willing to accept the offer from them. I'm sure we would just say, yep, very much. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Simo said that one player was leaving as well in, yeah. his, in, in his interview. So, and, and a lot of people have theorised that that is Tristan Abrahams. Yeah, he, has been he hasn't given come the back to training. Number. So, yeah. No, yeah, right. yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Again, squad numbers are coming through. I told you they're big important. <laughs> yeah, big indicators. Big indicators. Like, they show you a lot. They show you a lot. Liam, your priority points for striker. Oh, attacker. <sighs> I've only got one left to give, but I kind of want to yeah. demote centre back to one and give two to striker. You well, did it, so I'm going to do it. So you're doing it. You're doing it. So, yeah, so what centre back goes from... down to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My my, my case for goes... that is that at the end of last season we lost five strikers, and with Tristan Abraham's going, we're potentially losing another. You know, last season we lost. I've got I've got it written down here. Lewis Alessandra. Mampala, Toure, Omatoye, and Windsor all left. You know, obviously two of them were on loan, but and what have we brought in? One to replace him, to replace them five, potentially six. We got one in to replace them. So I think, obviously, Tristan, uh, Dennis, Christian Dennis, even he looks good. He looked good against Penrith, but it's all right looking good against Penrith. You know, I'd probably do a good job. You know, but you know, <laughs> but obviously, I'm joking, Penrith, <laughs> but but um. 
kind of. <laughs> but, but yeah, we need we just need more depth in that position. And even if that is, I know I don't like saying this, but you always get at least one loan player on loan from like a good Premier League side with a good striker, like what Sorensen was, what Omatoye was, sort of thing, you know. So I think there's room for just one more striker or maybe even two. And then obviously, if you're going to play with wingers, which I'm not entirely convinced he is, we've got... Um, Amadi Patrick sees himself as a winger, but he's definitely a striker now. We've got, what, one on each side now? Maybe a Lewis Bell, if you consider him that. And that's Dickinson and Patrick. Uh, Dickinson and um, Gibson. They're the only two wingers, so maybe another winger coming in. Uh, but yeah, it is a it's a position that we lost so many players in, so we need to recover them numbers. I like Edmondson. I don't think he played particularly well against Penrith. Even his goal, it was a very like P-roller in the bottom corner. It came off the keeper, so... You know, and I've got big hopes for him, but yeah. put pinning all your hopes on him as the sole saviour to our attacking problems, it's maybe a bit too much on a young lad. So, yeah, I'd, I'd get in one maybe experienced striker or a lone player for striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, obviously, I feel the same as well. We need to bring somebody else in for the attack. And there's a reason why the attack has won the poll. But before I go on to talk about that, it's... um. Yeah, we have lost so many people in that position, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like when you get to the the, the the difficult part of the season, the Christmas, where you know if Dennis is is you know he's he's of the age of what he is, and if if he picks up a knock or he gets a bit fatigued, and there's not a lot of options up there, and if people aren't knocking in the goals consistently, I mean, it'd be nice to just have a another gunner on the bench like an experienced sort yeah. of person that can come in and play you know start maybe 12 games a season but predominantly be coming off the bench or maybe not even in the squad at all but somebody of age and, and, and sort of quality that can really score you a goal at a time that matters and can also change the game plan up like a striker that can change the entire game plan you know like either if you if you have to go long ball and you've got the right player with the right amount of strength that can turn, turn a defender then you know that's the options that you need to come off and you know Simo's not scared of having options on the bench when he had attackers back in the day obviously he liked to fill out his bench with a lot of options and um we're going to get that again that kind of Carl Hawley Michael Bridges Derek Holmes Glenn Murray uh kind of you know combination of you need you need that quality to, to go throughout the sort of team and there needs to be goals in those positions gentlemen thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast yeah. um it's it's been a great one yeah it's been a lot of fun uh the priority yeah, point Yeah, exactly. We have sorted some stuff out. And I'll tell you what we sorted out. We sorted out what the priorities are in terms of transfers for Carlisle United for the next couple of weeks before the transfer market closes. Coming in at number uno, according to us, gentlemen, uh, we're talking strikers. Strikers got six points in total so uh, attackers options maybe not strikers per se you two were leaning more towards your uh, wingers uh, will mentioning yeah. left-sided, left-sided players in second yeah. place yeah will mentioning left-sided players in second place right back uh, with five points in total that's still quite a major priority only with Joel Senior and Jack Ellis and quite rightfully pointed out by Liam Denwood that uh, you know we're starting the season with only one right back option in, in the shape of uh, Jack Ellis because Joel Senior will be injured and you know making that position look a bit hollow right now and in third 
place because of the little switcheroony at the end is the centre-back position. So these are priorities, 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 priorities for Carlisle United for the next couple of weeks in the transfer market. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. We've started some shit out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 it's been good. It's been good. Um, I'll say bye to you in just a couple of seconds, <laughs> yeah. gentlemen. But first, I'm going to tell the listeners that coming up next is a loud and local segment with an interview and a song by that rapper, Dale. You might have seen his music video recently doing the rounds of him sneaking into Brunton Park. Well, perhaps not sneaking into Brunton Park, but doing a music video within the Brunton Park Stadium. And he'll be telling us all about uh, when he became a Carlisle United fan and how much of a buzz it was to do the video and the logistics that go into filming a video of Carlisle United. So that'll be fun. And then we'll listen to his song at the end. So following this little goodbye to you two, there'll be the Loud and Local segment, Extravaganza. So uh, thank you very much for joining me this week, gentlemen. It's been an absolutely yep. rip-roaringly good time. This has been episode 74 <laughs> of the Blue Army podcast, and there's nothing else really left to do for us apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. That's right, we're back for the Loud and Local segment. Uh, thank you very much for Wills and Liam for joining me for the squad depth analysis portion of the show. But now I'm introducing you to somebody that's never even been on the Blue Army podcast before, a gentleman that is taking the local music stain by... I mean, by the, by, the, by its neck and shaking it and telling it to <laughs> bloody do something instead of just sitting still uh, and doing out. You know, somebody who's yeah. forcing the music scene into something a bit different. You might have seen his music video mm. that he recently filmed at Brunton Park. I'm talking about a good friend of mine, Dale, that rapper Dale, C.A. Dale, a.k.a. Southern Charver. Like, what, what, what are we calling names, you, mate? What's your name now? How can we find uh, you, you know? Dale, Dale, Dale C.A. for artist stuff, but I get Southern Charver a lot just because I'm Southern, but I'm, I've got, I was I was blessed by the Northern Dons, but they, they class me as a Charver now. I think that's a good thing, but I'm now the Southern Charver. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, well, well, welcome to the North and welcome to the Bay Army podcast, bro. Thank, Thank you, you very much uh, for joining me. And uh, I mean, let's get to know you a little bit and let's let let the yeah. audience know you a little bit by using a bit of common ground and using a bit of common knowledge. And why don't we ask you a couple of Carlisle questions for uh, for somebody that lives in the area? Hopefully you've been to a game. Can we get that mm-hmm. out of the way? You've been to at least a game. So these yeah. questions will be all right. As long as you've done that one thing, you'll be fine with these <laughs> questions. Mate. So let's 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 let people uh, get to know you a little bit now my first question for you mate is what was that first ever Carlisle United game you went to first Carlisle game was Carlisle United versus Crawley Town oof right that would be mm. a conflict for you then being from down that way that's, that's, that's the whole reason I went but the problem was <laughs> the problem was this was when I was like this was like a year or two ago when I, like, I first moved up and I was like just finally settled in that and my friend Adam was like right you need to come to this game because I swear you said you're from like this area I was like, yeah, 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 I'll come to that. Ended up getting way too intoxicated before the game. <laughs> I don't remember much of it. <laughs> Down the this beehive, is... you're in the local boozer. I think I was, you know. <laughs> He's right, like you did it proper then. At least you did it proper. Yeah. You did it proper. I got, I got the proper Carlisle, Carlisle Brandon Park experience. 
That's it. You've got to turn up half cut, mate. You've got to turn up half cut. That's that's exactly. the way it's done, mate. That's the way it's done. Exactly. <laughs> the problem what is, the I think I, I can't remember. Nah, <laughs> nah, too drunk. Man, it, it was. I think I've, I've got I've got this philosophy that uh, Southerners get called. We can't handle Northern drink, but Northern drink makes a lot stronger. <laughs> yeah, Northerners just drink all day long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'll do for us, mate. That'll keep the good vibes rolling. <laughs> um, I mean, have you been to a few games? Is that Was that like a one-off? You've been to a few games now? That was... I didn't. I've been to a. I've been to a couple of games like after that one, and then I just ended up busy working every weekend, and then battles and like places and stuff like that. So I was just never, never about. But like, I think a couple of like I do get invited to go down a lot. I live around the corner from Brandon Park, innit? So like, I should ah. should turn up a bit more. But Man, it's one of those where like if I like I'll be working one weekend. Next weekend, I'm in Glasgow. Then the weekend after that, I'm in Cambridge. And then the weekend yeah. after that, I just want to sleep. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes on the weekend, the price, you do the off, they're, not playing, in, they're not playing at home that week as well. Like, I find that sometimes. Like, that's annoying. Like, when you, when you, when you finally get yeah. a weekend off, it's they're not playing at home. They're, mm. they're, they're down, like, bloody Plymouth way or something stupid like that. Now, um, the next question for you, yeah, mate, exactly. is... Uh, who would have been, or who is your favourite player? Like your favourite Carlisle United player of all time? If you sort of like have a look at someone and go, that is a decent player. If I was going to get Ooh. anyone on the back of my shirt, Ooh. be his name. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, that, that genuinely is a tough one. Obviously, I'm not that well versed the last couple of seasons. But this season, it doesn't matter. Sorry, your audio has just gone right down for some reason. I'm struggling it? to. There we go. We've gone back up again. You got me. Uh, yeah, you yeah. talk about Omari Patrick, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the way that, like, the way he plays. When I was younger and I was playing, I was like, that's how I like to play football, isn't it? So I like to see players <laughs> playing like that. You get me? I think he is an exciting player. Like, he's going to take is. a lot of the young lads are going to definitely be getting their name on the back of the shirt. Like, he's one of them players yeah. that, that 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 just excites people. Now, the next one, yeah. mate. I saw you sporting a kit on your music video. Yeah. Now, in, in my opinion, that's not the smartest looking kit. The Edinburgh Wooden Mill no? kits aren't necessarily the coolest looking kits. Is that is that no, your favourite kit, mate? Is that your favourite Carlisle kit? Is it? It it is. See, I'm very much. Uh, I know. I'm very much. I. I was, Ironic saying it in this, but I'm very much like I like to just wear plain like black or plain white, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But that kit's like it's like a nice dark navy with like the trims on it. Just from a distance, you could it's nice. It's a nice kit, man. It's nice. <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's not my no. favorite. It is a nice kit. It is a nice kit though. It's, it's yeah. a bit out of left field. The Edinburgh Wooler Mill kits because we didn't have a good time with them on the shirt. You know, like we've had some tough seasons with those oh, guys on it? the shirt. So they, yeah, so they've kind of like you know when you, when you have a bad season in the shirt, they don't seem to come out the wardrobe after that year. So you mm. don't see them as much. But um, it, it's fair, a nice kit. To be fair, he's saying that the vid, the freestyle from Brendan Park that where that T-shirt did come out of a cart uh, a cupboard at Brendan Park. Did it? They just pulled it out of yeah. the cupboard for you to wear. Yeah, it was well, just hanging around. Well, I, went, I went. I went down to like um, what was it? I went down to like chat to the people and blah 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 blah. Showed us. Showed. Went with the my my cameraman and the Gnome UK to go and like work out what we're gonna do and how we like do it. And then we were like, right, have you got a Carlisle shirt or scarf or anything we could like just borrow like for the video? They were like, yeah, yeah, come with us. Took us into this stock room. Oh my god, there was so many like so much Carlisle United stuff. So they let me go through this. 
yeah, yeah, man. I was going through all these shirts. I saw this one. I was like, all right, I'm taking this one, please. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> so obviously in the video, it's got Dale CA and number four on the back. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, so luckily, like, we planned for a week later. So uh, a woman, a very lovely, a lovely woman called Joy Penfold is the manageress, I think, at Stitch and Print in Wigton. And she, like, matched up the colours with the neon perfectly for the back to say Dale CA and stuff. And I think that was, like, sporadic. So that's a plug there for them. <laughs> nah, that's really cool man that's really cool we'll dive we'll dive into obviously like that's the main reason you're on mate is to plug that sort of freestyle rap that you've done at Brunton Park we'll put the link to the video oh, yeah. and everything in the description to this podcast episode and get people sent over to those pages to see it it's a really cool looking video but before we dive into that mate because that's kind of like I mean I'm a Carlisle United fan so I don't really care whatever else I know I know you've done some cool shit mate I know you've done some cool shit but that's the coolest shit in my opinion you've done so far right like in my opinion because I'm a yeah, Carlisle yeah, yeah. fan. That's as cool as it gets for me. A lot of but people, mate, like, a, a lot, a lot, do you know, a lot of people in Carlisle, like, I, I wouldn't consider to be interested in, like, they, they don't really like football and that, but they're saying, like, oh, yeah, fair play for doing that. Like, that's mad. Even if you don't like football that much, you've probably been dragged along to a Carlisle game. It's an iconic look, you know what I mean? The panoramic view that mm, you've got at the stadium. Yeah. But like I said, we'll talk about the music yeah, video yeah. in just a couple of minutes, mate. But first, like... What is, you know, how do you even get started on the Carlisle rap scene? I mean, you said you're from down south. Maybe that was where you got started. I don't know. But, like, I've, I've seen you go from uh, some battle raps to having freestyles to releasing your own tracks and mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, where does it where does it start for mm. you, mate? When did it start? At what age did you really start thinking, younger, let's go at like this? So, um, when I was younger, down south, like, just, like, Messing around with mates, like spitting bars and stuff like that, like as you do, like if you're from South, usually that's not. Much, I don't don't think it's much of a northern thing to be fair. <laughs> um, it's a rarity. It's a novelty yeah, up north almost. People rap about cheese toasties up north, you know. Yeah, is it always? <laughs> you get it's the lesser of two evils up north. You either rap about absolutely nothing or you rap about pure lies. You know, what I mean? let's not get into that. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so like. Literally just playing around with uh, bars, you know what I mean? And then it was just me and me and me and uh, Dirty Vibes, my boy and other. That me and them three, the only, them two are the only ones that uh, carried on. But obviously, I've moved up here, and I kind of as when I moved up here, I was kind of like at that age. I think I was like 20, 21, and I kind of like was at that age. Like, I need to get some shows and actually do some stuff, but there's nothing here. Nah. So like, I think it was the first ever. So, so uh, strictly good vibes. Uh, DJ Rupture, hold tight. Me and him, I ended up linking up with him through Adam Teasdale, and we ended up just putting on like the first ever like hip hop night in House of Vodka on Butchergate. Nice. That was like, that was like years before COVID and that. And then um, that's how that's that's how uh, that that night is kind of where an actual hip-hop rap rhyme whatever scene actually started to properly evolve if you know what i mean because there was yeah, a lot of people, people like meet and similar interests and it started to pop yeah. off a bit more nice well it was like a lot like no one had ever spat like rapped in carlisle before and then all of a sudden there's an event and there's like i think it was like four or five mcs that have like come out of the woodwork and they're actually shelling it down you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so it's it like it's one of those things like it's kind of filled with dreams, if you know what I mean. You build it and they will come, but you're not going to see it's there until you give them the platform to do it. 
Ah, man, that's fucking awesome, yeah. man. That's really cool. Because you see more and more events happening, don't you? You see more and more, yeah, and more things are happening more regularly. You know, you're seeing like definitely. the hip-hop hurrah that's been happening sort of at the Brickyard yeah. and the venues. That, and... I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I'm not allowed to say anything about that, but you may see me at that. <laughs> <laughs> Special guest nice, 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 nice. Don't forget to get your yeah, tickets man. when those come on sale for the hip hop hurrah. There's a plug for Kieran. Mm-hmm. We like Kieran over here yeah, on the, the Blue, Blue Army podcast. <laughs> he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Great graphic designer as well. Uh, yeah, as a hand in doing he's, some he's just done some mad stuff for uh Timmy's vegan bar's shutter. Has he sprayed it? Yeah, it looks good, man. And that one's on the Warwick <laughs> Road. No, that's on Cecil Street. Ah, right, okay, yeah. okay, okay, the newer one, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, man, I mean, um, the, Carlisle, the Carlisle music scene as it is now is obviously starting to shape up a little bit more and more things mm. are going on as far as, like, the rap scene. In fact, every music sort of genre has its little scene at the moment yeah. and it's fantastic mm. they can collab and start working together. Uh, but you have obviously been working together with a couple of people to create this video. How does... Somebody go from his first hip hop show at the House of Vodka to breaking down the doors of Brunton Park and filming a music video. And as we've already heard, getting a free T-shirt in the process. Like, how has this all <laughs> came about, mate? Um, do you know what? It's gonna. It's nothing to do with uh, football. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's so. Um, you know, they say it's all about who you know. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. My a friend of mine is. Uh, works for John Watts, who run, does all the catering mm. for them, and so she's kind of like, I've mentioned to her like, it'd be oh, it'd be so good to do like a video or something there. She's then mentioned it to Nigel Clibbins, I believe, and like he's just said, yeah, let's do it as long as like I so no, Good old Clibbins, so eh? So I think he's like he's like okay, it confirmed it, said yep, yeah, go go ahead with it. But obviously, I had a few rules. I was, I had, I had some rules. Had you started to, making demands. By, <laughs> by. No, 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 no. He gave, he gave me rule. rule I broke because, because it was ah. kind of an like idea. Oh, that's the only swear word in it. But we're gonna bleep it out, so it's fine. <laughs> but then, um, so that was the one rule. Next rule was no, no derogatory terms or anything like that. Which I don't think there's, I think that's kind of subjective, if you know what I mean. Like, if you, it's very much if you understand the, it, if it's double entendres and stuff, it can go way over one person's head and another person's gonna get it. But I think if, I think that's mainly, if I understand it, though, to protect like the integrity of the, the club and the children that could potentially watch it through the club, which is, I can't hold my hands up, fair enough. Just had to get more clever with the bars. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, then the third one was not allowed, I wasn't allowed to, uh, what was it? I I found it quite good. He said he not to diss any uh, sporting officials, which was quite cool. So I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I, so I was like, right, well, I'm at Carlisle. I've got I've got the team sheet for that se- last season up, and I kind of like wrote like a good like eight to sixteen bars just using the the players' names and stuff, which I think for Car- I think for, which I think will help give it a boost and show that I'm not just there to like, rap. I'm there. I can actually be like turn up to like a certain place and use that as the foundation for the actual lyrics as well and content, if you know what I mean. Yeah, man. So this, 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 yeah. this, like, 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 so that basically you turned up on the day and, and, and the doors were open and you could just sort of set up. Was it, was there a couple of people around you wondering what you were up to? Like, what was the vibe yeah. like on the day? Oh, so the, actually that, yeah, you know, I don't want to like, uh, cuss anyone out or anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
there, every, everyone, everyone at the club at the Brunnen Park that we ran into, groundsmen, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was lovely. Everyone was safe. Just like, yeah, crack on, lads. You tell us what you need, blah, blah, blah. Bear in mind, it was uh, me and two other people. So I was a uh, cameraman who's like, Amazing what he does. So I, I, I'm just like, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. That's how it, it looks goes. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank looks you. Great. And then we had, uh, we had another one with us, just like a friend of ours, just like helping carry equipment and stuff like that. But then, like, so we're like, walking through the stadium, like, East, walking through East Stand and East Stand just to get to the pitch and stuff. And then there's like people staring at us, like, what are these guys doing here? It's like, obviously, like, they're just, they're, you know what I mean? Because, like, you see me, me walking through in a hat and like, my friends got like shit loads of bags, sorry, Lo- loads of bags <laughs> and stuff like that. So you can tell that they're looking at us like, what are they doing? Then we just kind of like, right, yeah, Nigel said it's cool. And we just carried on walking. Head <laughs> Nigel business. said it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I think if, I think personally, if I had a, if a door was open and I had a high vis in the clipboard, I could have got there. You would have been in anyway. Yeah, you mm, could have done really. it on the fly. It's all, it's all in the confidence, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think so. I think it's a lot about swagger, mate. Right, well, we'll obviously, mm. we're, what we're going to do, mate, to finish the show on is that we're going uh, to play that track. And if you'd like to, um, I'd like you to introduce it yourself and then we'll put the link <laughs> yeah, cool, um, of the track in the description to this episode. So, mate... Thank you very much for joining me uh, for Pleasure, the Blue man. Army podcast for this loud and local segment. It means a lot to have fantastic uh-huh. young local artists coming on and talking to the audience and getting them interested. Yeah. And obviously, being Carlisle United related with a couple of bars about Carlisle, <laughs> it's worth any of our fans yeah, going man, to I check pre- it out. Honestly, I appreciate I appreciate you inviting me on, man. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure mate so uh, I mean that's about it from me so this has been episode 74 of the Blue Army podcast and I'm going to hand over to Dale CA and he's going to introduce his freestyle and then probably say goodbye as well go yeah. ahead Dale yes people Dale CA aka the Southern Chava you can go check the Simo freestyle in the links below follow it up like comment share all of that share this podcast everything safe I'm out <laughs> He's a- I never had to claim I'm real You can see that when I speak I got hella pain I built bra I'm stronger than you think Have you ever hit the brink Head in hands when shit got peak Mirror image combos While you contemplate what life could be That refund for the trial fee Never reach my inbox I'm fed up with the minor peas I wanna stack and live lots People move with egos And they think that they are big boss Until I cut them off And just call that another bridge cross Let me bring it back You don't think you were getting a full video? Yeah <laughs> Go subscribe to the channel, all of that stuff. Just check the links below. You'll see when the, new, the full video's up. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.